Hello, Mondeo Law listeners. Oh my God. Fallen at the first <laughs> hurdle. <laughs> Welcome, people who listen to Barely Legal Comedy Podcast, which is so much more, more catchier title. Um, yeah, yeah. How are you? Don't get any messages from people trying to find out, you know, what's wrong with the breaks or whatever do we on the Monday, which we occasionally got in the old days. Yeah, well, we, there was one person who said I was really disappointed because I thought it was about Monday, but I gave it a listen. And it wasn't oh, right, bad, sure. but the and it was like yeah, well, that's so. that's good, really, because if you, I mean, if, imagine like your air brakes, you, oh god, I just, I'm so a mess. Um, I stopped <laughs> drinking. I stopped drinking. I feel like my, you know, when Samson has his hair cut or like Superman's kryptonite. I feel like I should be. You think that's what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's like all my power's gone. I just, all my joy of life is gone. It just, I don't know people don't drink. I mean, in other ways, I've been sleeping better. I've been sleeping like 10 hours a night, but but then to do what? To get up and like phone you. I could have get done that and, with the hangover. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up and fumble around with headphones or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's well, what I want. People don't know. We, it's 25 past 11 now when we're recording this in the morning. We connected at 11.02 and we spent 23 <laughs> minutes trying to get the sound right and we failed probably hopefully yeah, this sounds because yeah. somebody phoned us last week and said this sounds really poor on the last one or two which is the whole reason we were restarted was to get the sound better and we failed at that but yeah. as we've just figured out when you do a couple of google searches all our stuff's a bit old so and yeah, we're on a that's, we're that's on a MacBook that doesn't work very well with clean feed apparently, and so this is yeah. the best it's, it's, it's ever going. Basically, be. it's Steve Jobs's fault, isn't it, for yeah. creating a, a sort of like market leading um, you know brand that doesn't work with anything else at all, you know? So well, and yeah. deliberately as well. Do you know what? So yeah, this, exactly. Yeah. This is like a proper rant I have in the house all the time. One of several <clears throat> you know um like a remote control for uh we've got one tv in one room and one tv in another room which is probably like the opposite of you who doesn't believe in television or even have a television um <laughs> or, so, or rooms even. or rooms yeah because yeah, yeah, that even that <laughs> as a concept is it's too restrictive isn't it <laughs> it is it's putting us putting us put, i don't like putting people in boxes you know what I mean? <laughs> no so exactly yeah. exactly and so tonight when you all have your tea in the bathroom and loft because you you don't want to sit together either because that's what the man wants you to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the um, nuclear family. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. just a that's a that's a sort of capitalist concept, isn't it? It know, so. exactly is, and like if you have like soup to start with, you all have to have it in like on plates because you disagree with the concept of both. And um, I, I refuse to have anything concave in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but. So the remote control for a Sony television, let's say, is different from, oh, another one. I don't know, another make. God, my brain is so gone. I really need some whiskey. Um, a uh, Toshiba. Yeah, right. They're still a make. They're yeah, still Toshiba. Make, you really sound like you're on the phone today. So JVC. Fir- firstly, right, you've bought whichever TV you've bought, and you presumably the things you buy it for are... Picture quality would be number one and sound quality number two. And then price, maybe. All those three things are like top. 
And then they all seem to have smart yeah. TVs now. They all have Netflix. They all have Amazon Prime. They all... So why not make the buttons on the remote controls just have it the same? So it's almost like a universal. So if I walk in, if I can't find the Sony clicker, I can use the Toshiba clicker, right? Point one. Point two, when yeah. you get on the screen for Netflix and Prime and Hulu and whatever other ones you've got and even YouTube and all those... Why is it not like a universal system? Like, imagine if you got in, like I got in a Citroen and my clutch is on my left foot like it should be and then my brake's next and then the accelerator's the far right. But imagine then if you got in like a Ford and that was reversed or you didn't, you know, some were left-hand drive, some were right-hand drive and then some, it just makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Make it all the same because you're not buying... Nobody's buying a Toshiba or a, or a Sony and going, oh, do you know what? I really like the interface that they've got when I try and find my menu. Yeah, yeah. It's just stupid. Anyway, so yeah, that's Yeah, uh, what... you're right. I mean, it sounds a, li- sounds a little bit like you're arguing for the sort of uniformity that communism would bring yes, there, though. Yes, I, I, you know, I think so I am. That's... I've worn you down after all these years. Do you know what I saw on TikTok the other day? And this is a, I'm really interested in this concept. Um, it's called shittification. Um, so have you right. heard of shittification? No, no. I already like the sound of it, though. Yes, I absolutely agree with it. And it's something I've been saying for a long time. So shittification is, if you think of YouTube when it first started, 12, 15, whatever many years ago it was, you'd click on YouTube yeah, and then it would play the video you wanted. Then it'd play another video you wanted and they'd all start to connect and the algorithms would work. Oh, played Talking Heads video. Oh, you might like to listen to the Pixies. You're right, I would. And then maybe three or four videos down the line, it'd go, here's an advert and it might be an advert for some new music or something like that. Well, now before, so now I've got to click on Talking Heads. Yeah. It'll give me an advert for M&M's and then an advert for uh, anything else, garden furniture. Then it'll play the song. If it's more than a three-minute video, say you're watching like, a, I don't know, some lecture or something, it's 25 minutes long. Midway through the lecture, they'll take you out of that to show you a, another advert from Amazon or whatever, so if you weren't aware of all these things. Then each yeah. time you click on a video, it's another advert. The same with Google. When you used to work, do Google and you say you were to go comedy clubs in Liverpool and it would say, oh, there's um, there's two comedy clubs in Liverpool. Maybe there's three. And th- <laughs> these are them. Whereas now it would go, you click yeah. on Google and it will go, here's an advert for comedy. Here's an advert for the comedy seller in New York. Um, do you like comedy? Here's Ricky Gervais' special. And then about eight down. So you've got all these sponsored adverts. And then about eight down would be the answer to your question. Because instead of serving the people that used it anymore, it's kind of sold out. And now, you know, corporations are just writing all over it and want you to click on their thing. And yeah, that's yeah. basically that's shittification. It's when something gets really successful that it attracts funding or attracts, you know, advertisements or whatever. And the product stopped working. Have you been on Google lately? Do you, do you use Google? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Whenever um, you know, like the the library's closed, and I can't search through dusty tomes for the information <laughs> that I want, and I'm forced to use Google like a common peasant. Yeah, I um, need a and... recipe for pleurisy. Um, how to yeah, cure yeah, exactly, it and stuff yeah. like that. You could go to yeah, Boots yeah. and get some. No, 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 no. I need a witch's warts and a bat's eye. Um, yeah. 
And I need to find out if the forage a cure for polio. That's what I need. Yeah. I need to go to the library to do it. But um, yeah, no, I do use Google. Yeah. And, and I know what you mean. There's more and more just like you know, sponsored content at the top. Yeah. Like, isn't there? And then the first one um, you click and on. Just, just yeah, it's, always, yeah. it's bullshit. And that's what that's it doesn't take, it's not it's not very good as a search engine either because it's like the the only I was I read something that basically said the only website on the internet that does what the internet used to do where you will ask it a question and it will tell it will clearly go oh this is what you're looking for and be accurate about that rather than throwing all sorts of stuff at you that you don't really want is Reddit Reddit is the only really? one that works probably. yeah I don't even know if you what if you, put, if you go into Reddit if you go into Reddit and say, um, type in um, problem with shower holes or something, you know, like something random like that. <laughs> It'll come up with an actual useful response, you know what I mean, of people discussing what you need to do. It's basically like going into a pub and saying, hey, everyone, I've got a problem with X, Y, or Z thing at the house, you know, you know to do with my roof or something. Yeah. And there'll be someone in there who knows the answer to what you want, you know what I mean? And, that, and that's what it's like. And that's what Google used to be like. And now yes. it's just you go into the pub and say, I think I need on my roof, and someone goes, "Oh, really? There's a slate roof loose on your roof. Um, how about listening to Burning Down the House by Tom Jones? You know, like, and yeah. it's sort of, you know, no, no, that's not what I want. You know? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Reddit, right? I've got Reddit open now. Yeah, Reddit's just like a chat forum, isn't it? I think it seems to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think it was like a bit of a sort of place that incel people. But no, it's. I think possibly it is that as well. But it's pretty good. Like I found loads of useful things on it it's like a big forum you know what i mean um and you know like so i had an issue with my car where the sort of parcel shelf broke but it's one of these like clicky ones that slides back and forwards yeah. you know what i mean and like say that's um response was that oh you have to listen to the garage you have to replace the entire parcel yeah. shelf system oh no you know and it was just dead easy you know so Right. Well, I wonder if that recording picked up the fact that um, as I was searching Reddit with one hand, I accidentally muted you on the left hand. So <laughs> <laughs> something about your parcel shelf you'll, will never You'll know. never know whether or not I fixed my parcel shelf using Reddit. To no. Me, um, also, I just worry that your microphone's not as good as it normally is because we've adjusted settings. And But I, I'm, I'm just oh, right. so fucking sick of this shit <laughs> which is why which is why we started started talking about shittification it just makes no sense that apple has to not work with all the other things because it's like i'm have you not got enough no exactly. do you know what i mean do you, well, the, the, what, they, what they want is for no it's no it's clear enough they want a monopoly don't they? they want it to, they want to make it so that um everyone so that if you have apple then i will go oh right well, i'll have to go and buy an apple thing now yeah. so that this works What's um, a... rather than what we'll do instead is just struggle on with it not being very good you know? yes so... <laughs> to be fair that would solve all our problems if you would just go and buy an apple phone. so is it my fault is it is that what you're saying <sighs> no it's my, it's where's, my fault where's your phone from uh probably china it's um <laughs> <laughs> Oppo is who it is, right? So there we go. That's what we're dealing I think with, isn't it? They they took they took the um, gap in the market left by Huawei. So I assume there's some sort of you know Chinese military you know surveillance yeah, company or something. I don't know. 
But um, well, up for you. Yeah, don't have a big soon. listenership. Big listenership amongst the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> um, what uh, what are we going to talk about today? Because um, just for context, the last couple of days, I suppose I don't know if the news, but I know that like the online news has been absolutely dominated by what's happening in Gaza. Um, so, yeah. is it? I don't think that really relates to UK law, does it? Um, well, it, it it doesn't. Although, you know, in you know, in, in so much that you know, UK law doesn't govern how Israel and Hamas should conduct their affairs. Yeah. Because um, that'd be international law um, as well as Israeli law. But um, it does have an impact, though. It's interesting how um, global events can have an impact over here. So, you know, that the, there's been some suggestion that. Um, you know, you know the, the context of what I'm going to talk about now is that you know there have been some uh, concerns about you know there's advice to um, kids in London that go to like Jewish schools like to cover the name badge you know the badge of the schools up in case they get harassed on the street um, yeah. because of people conflating um, you know what the state of Israel are doing with Jewish people in general, which obviously is is not right um, and. And as part of that, um, Swella Bravman, the Home Secretary, has written to uh, chief police officers to remind them of their powers under uh, the Public Order Act and to suggest how they might, how they should um, apply those, which is interesting because obviously policing shouldn't be political and it's not for the Home Secretary to really tell police officers, you know, chief officers how to, you know, do their job and use their powers because they already know that. No, um, but we've, seen, we've to... seen that in the past many times like most recently, most obviously, I think, when it first seemed to start <clears throat> was um, 2020, wasn't it, during COVID times, and there was constant government advice that wasn't law, um, that police, the police were kind of treating it as, oh, this is what we now must do, when in fact, it, you know, before there was a coronavirus um, act, before there was any kind of law, they would... Yeah. So it's... I don't know, it seems confusing. And then I'm sure there's been a couple of other instances, again, to do with... Um, do you remember the protester at the King's coronation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, the, yeah that, that became a political issue, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, that became a political issue when somebody was basically just saying, not my king or something, and I think somebody was holding up a either had a T-shirt on that said, not my king, or was, was, had a blank board and a pen. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. And, and um, I think it was yeah. it like a young barrister or something. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was someone who, yeah, he, you know, it, he was um, basically told to, you know, he was stopped under, under, the, under Section 5 of the Public Order Act um, on the basis that he, he might, he might write something insulting on this yes. blank piece of paper which is sort of like a, a really like low level version of minority report isn't it you know yeah, like using yeah. crimes sort of, of the you know proactive yeah, yeah you're preventing future but, but minor crimes because it's only a summary offense you know section five so yeah so um, yeah i remember that i forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. so we're gonna do because i'm guessing because i'm guessing you're not pro braverman in this that'd be yeah, no no i've not i've not i've not had some sort of weird reverse road to Damascus experience in the last fortnight where I've seen the error of my way and now entirely behind Suella and her uh, campaign of uh, I'd love shit. that. But, that uh... should be like a season finale. <laughs> you know, a full paradigm shift. 
where you're suddenly <laughs> just come like that. Oh my God, I've bought this iPhone. It's amazing. And it's changed my life. And you've, <laughs> you've cut your hair and suddenly the family's eating soup out of bowls. Everything's yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in rooms now we've got tellies and because of television, I'm able to be exposed to sort of conservative propaganda. And I'm like, right, I'm going to vote Tory in the next election, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it won't make any difference whatever you vote in where you live, will it? No, no. It, will, it never does. Liberal Let's will. not pretend it does for a lot of our listeners. Oh, I'm from Liverpool. I, well, I'm going to vote as we've discussed, <laughs> As we've discussed before, I, I, I live in a I live in a swing seat. What do you mean? I live in a marginal seat, so I can I can, I can make a difference if I want, I think. So, yeah. Um, you know, but then I vote Labour every other time and it doesn't make any difference, so maybe I won't be making any difference at all. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe not. Right, go on then. What's she done now? Anyway, so she wrote a letter on the so two days ago, the tenth of October. She wrote a letter, um, to, which starts um, so it's addressed to the chief constables of England and Wales and copied to the police and crime commissioners of England and Wales. So obviously, just do you, do you understand what the police and crime commissioners are? So no, no, who are, are they? Right, so so they're sort of like they run the, they they're the sort of political leaders of a police force. In the old days, they used to be. Um, police authorities that effectively governed the police force so like a police force is like the, the head officer is the chief constable yeah. but it was like the police authority that oversaw oversaw the the, the governance of, of the police so they weren't involved in the day-to-day policing work because that was a police officer's job um but they were you know almost like school governors to a degree you know what i mean i like kept an eye on things made sure budgets were right but you know but actually had some power as well so that's what they were they were but they were a, a sort of a non-political body and they would remain in force, you know, in, in, in place right. over the police force, as it were. So Who chief were officers they come and were go. They, were they like civil servants or were they... Like... Sort of like a civil service type job, yeah. They were, they were um, you know, the, the pro, I think people that... I think the people that went, who used to work for the police authorities, started then to work in the uh, commissioner's office as well when they became police and crime commissioners. Right. Um, and maybe when they went working for the council, you know, it was that sort of that sort of job. But I know that the the, the sort of like head of the authority when I went to lecture was a um, was a sort of like non, was a barrister. She was like a, a retired barrister, um, and she um, you know, she was well, not retired, but she'd like stopped being a barrister and, and got to work for the police authority instead. So that they, they had a sort of more sort of like role in terms of governance rather than policing if that makes sense yes so so that's that's what they did um but they were changed um about 10 years ago maybe slightly longer than that maybe 12 years ago um they were replaced by police and crime commissioners um which is a political post and you, you can vote for the police and crime commissioner basically um and so right so is that the, does that make it more like say the mayor of london or more like an american Police chief, yes. sheriff's office, sort of like like the mayor of London. So right, in okay. the sort of metropolitan metropolitan mayoral areas, um, the mayor is the PCC as well. So um, the, the mayor is the person who's in charge of the budget for policing and, and in charge of the governance of the police. Right. Force. Oh, what? So that's if, like if you don't live in it. Yeah, yeah. So Anne Burnham is in charge of the police ultimately. You know, um, as as the as the mayor of Greater Manchester is in charge of GMP. Albeit he doesn't involve himself in the day-to-day running of the of the actual, you know, in terms of making operational decisions or anything like that. And he shouldn't do. There has to be this sort of, you know, this separation of powers almost, you know, so that 
police officers do the policing and then the PCC sorts out the budget, makes, you know, and says to the chief constable, right, that's the money you've got to do your policing. This is what sort of like politically we think this sort of, you know, the um, priorities should be. Uh, but ultimately it's for the chief constable to decide how to actually manage, how to manage the police force under him using the budget that's allowed that's that's allotted to him if that makes sense yes um and the and the pcc involved does he get involved in day-to-day things when it comes to sort of he has to agree to you know if if you know there's a there's a sort of civil case against the police and it has to be settled and it's more than a certain amount then the pcc have to agree to that you know you, you know the, the, the chief officer doesn't have uh, the chief constable doesn't have power to sort of sign off, you know, over a certain amount of money, for example, to to settle things. So, yeah, so 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 there's scrutiny there from the PCC, um, and yeah, and it's a political poll. So uh, when I was at when I was at Lancashire, um, the first PCC was um, a Labour PCC, and then they, they he was replaced in 2019 with a Conservative. Right. PCC, so who put this in place then? Is this another Tony Blair? It was it was brought in. I think I'm sure it was it was one of those policies that was effectively a Labour policy under Gordon Brown. I think yeah. at that point, but I think it was enacted by the Conservatives or by the coalition government because it was one of those that sort of lots of work had gone on to, yeah. to bring it in, and and it it was then you know it was continued uh, once the coalition government got in got in place. So yeah, so I, I think it was brought in under the coalition government. I seem to recall. Yeah. But I think it was an actually it was Labour started the ball rolling, as it were. What was um what was that really great at the time, and everybody loved him, uh, Lib Dem politician called who basically affected affected the the polls so much that he was able to form a coalition government. Who was it? Um, Nick, Nick Clegg. Clegg, that's right. Because he. Do you remember? They they had those um, sort of leaders um, debates, didn't they, before the election in twenty ten? Yes. Um, you know when they had Gordon Brown on and Nick Clegg and David Cameron um, all sort of having chats. You know, and I was like, like they do in the American presidential elections. Yes. Uh, that was the first time we'd done that. Then. And basically, Gordon Brown, he, he he sort of said the only thing he said over and over again was like, "Well, I, I agree with Nick." You know. Yes. <laughs> it was like he must. I I think that he must have foreseen. That he that Labour won't get enough of a majority to form a government on their own, um, and I think he was trying to at that point forge an alliance with Nick Clegg, um, with the Lib Dems to yes. you know to to create a coalition, because um, ultimately the Lib Dems could have gone either way, couldn't they? They could have, yeah. they could have formed a coalition with either Labour or the Conservatives, and everyone assumed they were going to go with Labour because politically they're probably close, they, they were seen to be closer to Labour than than the Conservatives, um, but they went with yeah they went with the Tories. I think. Basically, Cameron offered Clegg a deal, a, a vote on proportional representation, um, and that's what swung it for him. Uh, and then he, he didn't get a vote on proportional representation. He got, he got a vote on some sort of alternate vote system, which was just crap and nobody wanted it. Yeah. Um, and then set the, you know, and, and that was that. That was the PR debate done. No one's ever going to have that vote again now for at least another generation. Yeah. So good work, Nick Clegg. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was almost, it was like, not foreseeable, was it, that um, the Tories would sort of <laughs> stiff them? I, I remember exactly. the yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a brilliant. You will never have seen it, but if you've not seen it, there's a great Danish drama that's subtitled 
called Borgen. It's so good. And it's, oh, right. I've it heard starts, of it. Oh, it's so great. Um, I quite um, like a bit of Scandi Noir stuff. Yes. All right, yeah. You'd like this because it's, well, firstly, it's not easy because it's in Danish. And then yeah, yeah. secondly, yeah. it's like, it's just pure politics. And um, I I also liked it because two or three of the people that, that are like the main characters appear in Game of Thrones as well. So it's kind of like right, really okay. odd because you go, oh, wow, they... The Danish and you didn't. I didn't know that they were Danish. They're just such good actors. Why well, they're so good with language? <laughs> but um, yeah, Borgen's really good. Uh, just to try and bring it back a bit to yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. to popular oh, yeah. things, to popular culture. <laughs> That's yeah, as yeah, near yeah. as we can get. We're trying to bring you to something <laughs> popular. <laughs> hey, there's a Danish. There's a Scandi drama from about 13 years ago. What's it about? Oh, it's about a woman in politics who has to compromise. Oh, great. <laughs> How do you watch it? I don't know. You probably have to send off for video cassettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to you have to send off, and they'll they'll send you the paper copy of the script, and you have to <laughs> yeah. act it yourself at home with your family. Yes, and the help of puppets <laughs> that you've made from wool that you've gathered from your own goats. Um, <laughs> you keep in the backyard, not chained up. Don't agree with that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, so free range goats. What's Suella done then? So she's written this letter, obviously, to the chief constables of England and Wales and, to the, and copied into the PCCs. Um, and it starts, Dear All, which is, you know, a nice sort of nice. like breezy start. Um, you'll be aware of it, nor which I discussed at the barbaric terrorist attacks in, we've seen committed against Israel in recent days. So she's setting the setting the spell as to what this is about. Um, and then goes on to um, effectively say, you know, so, so she, she gives the context as to why she's writing. Um, and then she goes on uh, to say that I think Encourage all chief officers to ensure that any protests which could exacerbate community tensions by way of fancy blackouts, chants or behaviours that could be constructed as incitement or harassment have a strong police presence to ensure perpetrators are appropriately dealt with. So she's trying to put pressure on them, you know what I mean, to um, basically, um, you know, to, to, uh, to, you know, stamp down on any sort of protest, um, and which is, which is interesting. Um, so, like she says... Um, specifically, hold on, let me just find out. I made a note of it. She said, of course, it's not just explicit pro-Hamas symbols. So she starts off talking about Hamas. Right. Okay, so Hamas are, are the organisation that sort of run Gaza. They're classed as a, they're a proscribed terrorist organisation, so it's unlawful to be a member of Hamas, for example, in this country. Yeah. Um, and showing sort of like pro-Hamas symbols would be an offence, you know. Um, so that's not controversial, but she does say, and she said it's, not just explicit pro-Hamas symbols and chants that are a cause for concern. I would encourage police to consider whether chants such as from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is a um, a fairly common chant at pro-Palestine marches across right. the world, not just in this country. Um, and she says that should be understood as an expression of anti-Israel arrest from the world. And whether it's used in certain contexts may amount to a racially aggravated Section 5 public order offence. Um, and she says also some behaviours that are legitimate in some circumstances, for example, the waving, waving of a Palestinian flag, may not be legitimate, such as what intended to glorify acts of terrorism. So what she's saying is things that effectively aren't explicitly linked with Hamas, but are just linked with Palestine and Palestine sort of liberation. Yeah. That is considered to be a simple order of glorifying violence. Um, and, 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 and that shouldn't be... 
Hello? Oh no, he's gone. Oh, come on, Keo. Police officers. Oh, you're get back. Them to... Right, you disappeared. All right. You disappeared for Did a I? minute. All right. Yeah, yeah. You, you sound, honestly, you sound so like you're on the phone today. And in other ones, That's weird. Sounded so, right. So the last we heard was, um, so we've done from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Um, and yeah. you were talking and then about... The, the flag, yeah. Yeah, the flag, all that was fine. It was basically the, sort of the last 10 seconds where... Um, right, okay. You... Uh, it was basically things that would probably not be considered racist or offensive, but were more like pro-Palestine slogans. Yeah. yeah. So what what she's sort of said is that you know things that you know wave like waving a Palestinian flag, things that aren't of themselves that that you know that, that can only be seen as probably pro-Palestine. You know about symbols of Palestinian liberation or yeah, so for instance, just the, the flag. existence. A Palestinian, yeah, flag. yeah, just that the, the just that Palestine, Palestine exists is, you know, like that's yeah. sort of, you know, that that that's what she's talking about, um, and she's trying to put pressure on chief officers of police to view those in the current climate as being, um, you know, similar to. Uh, she mentions that she mentions swastikas and so on in in, oh. in in her letter, you know. So it's um, it's like she's equating um, Palestinian flag and this chance of effectively Palestine will be free. Yeah. Um, with with hate speech, you know what I mean. So, which I, she, I it can't she can't make it out. You know, like Adam Wagner, the um, the uh, human rights barrister, is quite sort of pop, you know, quite big on Twitter. Um, he says that the "from the river to the sea" phrase is, is, is ambiguous and it's hotly contested what it actually means, uh, and you know, people disagree about that reasonably. So, you know, that you know, what, what does it actually mean? She's taken like the worst possible interpretation of it, i.e. that this means that the state of Israel should be wiped out um, and, and and decided that that's what it should mean. Whereas actually there's not even any agreement on that. So, so it's impossible to say that that for therefore that an offence committed by chanting it, if we don't actually know what it means, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. This, so, is, so, this so, seems so, very big within on. the public order control, doesn't it? Because there's, there's also been, we've done episodes on the right to protest and just the fact that you might cause someone yeah. a little bit of upset now means that you you can be arrested if it could potentially upset someone who disagrees with you. Um, did that ever come in? Yeah. So is that is that law now? Oh, no, you've gone again. Wow, this is a nightmare. Well, well, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, the public order legislation ha has been changed. So. Yeah, yeah. So the book, yeah, changes yeah, mean there's more powers now. So if, if you look at um, the words that have to be used, so if you look at the section five of the Public Order Act and what what that actually says, um, is that the words can be not just abusive. It used to be that the, the words or, or slogans or symbols had to um, either be disorderly or, or be abusive and and cause harm, whereas now it can just be insulting. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, yeah. it's lowered the bar a little bit. So if you if you feel insulted by certain uh, words or slogans, then that can be sufficient to, to for it to be a Section Five public order offence. Um, and 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 this is this is one of the, this is the you know the big issue really is that um, the Public Order Act isn't um, when it when it was you know public order offences shouldn't be meant for just things that people find 
distasteful. It, it should be for where it's inciting hatred or, or, where, or where it's going to cause harm. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that the sort of freedom of speech law, which the Conservatives often like to sort of see themselves as being, are the ones who are trying to really crack down on free expression. You know, so yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a, you know, it is, the, I think that this can be seen as part of, of that, you know, and the, there is clearly like a, a, a bigger picture, I think, to this um, in, in that not only is it, not only is it a response to what's happening now, but I think there's, you know, it, it's a, let's test out this new sort of, this new sort of like crackdown on public order that we've got and see whether or not we can make it work, I think is what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so Section 5 says that a person is guilty of an offence if he uses threatening or abusive words or behaviour or disorderly behaviour or displays any writing, sign or other visible representation which is threatening or abusive. So it used to have to be threatening, you know, and so you, you I remember advising on cases where it was... Um, it, it, you know, where someone had clearly said something that was possibly offensive or whatever, but it wasn't threatening, you know, like just because you disagree with it or you're offended by this viewpoint, you're not actually being threatened by it, you know what I mean? So um, the, the offence hasn't been made out, whereas now it can just be that it's abusive, so it's lowered to the bar, like I say. So almost like, like I said, insulting people potentially could be, you know, a Section 5 public order offence um, if you're to take the, you know, if, you, if you're to take um, the the law, you know, in in the literal sense of what abusive actually means. Um, but what's interesting, though, is that we have um, there's a case on this, um, which is the, the campaign against anti-Semitism and the DPP. Right. Um, this is from uh, 2019, and um, basically there was a the, the charity, um, which is the campaign against anti-Semitism. They sought, um, they brought a private prosecution themselves under Section Five of the Public Order Act. In relation to statements made by um, uh, made at effectively, it was like a, it was a it was a rally that took place after the Grenfell fire disaster. If you remember that, yes, I do. Yes, in twenty seventeen, um, yeah, it was really awesome. Um, and there was a parade, a few um, uh, speeches, and one of the speeches was from from somebody who I mean, this is saying this sounds great. This sounds sort of like a bit crazy. This line of argument. So he addressed the he addressed the audience and was antagonistic to Zionists right. and to Israel as a state. Um, but he repeatedly emphasised that the parade was a peaceful event. Um, his address uh, basically focused, and, and the private prosecution focused on statements falling broadly into two categories. First, so this guy at the event he um, made assertions that. Those who died in the Grenfell fire were the victims of the conspiracies and corporate greed, and that because Conservative Party was funded by Zionist corporations, Zionists were responsible for the murder, which seems very, very tenuous. Yeah, you know? it's a leap, so, isn't it? He's um, made a leap. <laughs> and he's made a leap there. And, and it's certainly, you know, wor saying that's clearly worse than displaying a Palestinian flag, I would say. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Ambiguous about what he's saying. He's literally accusing Zionists, and by Zionists, he probably means, you know, the state of Israel are responsible for murders of people that died in this fire in London. Which, like I say, it's, um, that it that it's all, it's almost sort of farcical to make that argument. And he also claimed that Zionists were responsible for murdering British soldiers in a 1946 hotel bombing, um, and that by agreeing with the killings, rabbis on the British Board of Deputies had blood on their hands. So he, he's saying things that were really, really sort of like 
offensive to the point of probably probably moving more towards hate speech you know what i mean yeah and certainly beyond chanting from the river to the from the river to the sea or from the or from the land to the sea palestine will be free or from uh, displaying the palestinian flag and yet what happened in that case is the dpp took over the prosecution so as a private prosecution the dpp has the power to effectively take over private prosecutions when it's in the public interest to do so so that effectively the court aren't just sort of clogged up with private prosecutions, you know what I mean? So, um, and the DPP, what had done here, had taken over this private prosecution, had looked at the evidence and concluded that um, the evidential sufficiency stage of the two-stage full-cold test. So the full-cold test, I think I might have mentioned this before, but the CPS, in order to bring a prosecution, have to be satisfied of two things. First of all, that there is a reasonable prospect of success, so yeah. that the evidence is such that the offence is, is made out on a prima facie level. And also that it's in the public interest to make the, to bring the prosecution. So in this case, the DPP took over the prosecution, looked at the evidence and decided that the evidential part of it, so that, you know, hadn't been passed. So they decided that it wasn't, um, there wasn't a reasonable prospect of success uh, because, um, and that the prosecution was more likely than not to fail because the statements were not abusive within the meaning of Section 5. So even those statements, which directly blame Zionists for, for killing people in, a, in, in the Grenfell Tower fire, um, that wasn't deemed to be sufficient for Section 5. So I don't see how <laughs> Suella Braverman's letter can be seen as anything other than just political sort of grandstanding by her. Um, because ultimately, the police, are, the, you know, chief officers know what the powers are. They know what they can and can't do. They, you know... If they go beyond what their powers are, they get tested in court. And as we've already found, you know, there, there is there is, you know, a, a court uh, precedence that shows the DPP believes, you know, that something far worse than, you know, pro-Palestinian protests um, aren't sufficient for Section 5 um, public order offences to be made out. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a ludicrous letter that she's sent to chief officers. Um, and something that all it's going to do is just and you know inflame things again because you know people who you know people who are sort of who have pro-palestinian views um will see this um as being an attempt to sort of you know to silence them um, and that will just make them louder you know so yeah. um i just i just don't see how it's helpful other than possibly to swallow bravman i think it's her doing whatever the equivalent of virtue signaling is that whatever that is that you do because it's not virtue that you're signaling if you swallow bravman it's whatever the opposite of virtue is yeah. you know so, <laughs> um, so it's, it's funny it's, how uh, these two things always the what you would term the extreme left and right yeah um how the tactics are so similar now to the point where they're almost joining up um with it just I don't know it it just feels it's a very weird time and I don't think this could exist without social media I just don't think because these people like the extreme right and the extreme left used to be so you'd be on Market Street and you'd see occasional like Marxist two or three people stood there handing out socialist worker and that kind of paper. yeah yeah and then you would see also people like from the National Front um, about on Man in Manchester on Market Street, and but you'd look and go, "Wow, there's six of them, or there's eight of them." Yeah, that's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Whereas now yeah. it's like everybody that doesn't automatically—I don't know—I just sure a lot of people don't quite understand often what they're supporting and what they 
what they no no I think yeah I, th I think I think social media in in one way it's it's it sort of shows the positive side of it and that it can bring people together and and make people not be isolated um, and so on uh, and that you can find your tribe can't you you know what I mean like yeah. online or whatever but. It does also mean that that you know that applies to nutters who are able to find each other and support e support each other and and create effectively a, a load of voice in a bigger platform for for their views. Um, yeah, and and I think that modern politics that it it it, it sort of plays into that. It, it's all lots of it's just performative. You know, I'm I'm convinced that that letter, like she says at the end of the letter. Um, Ensuring that there are heavy criminal consequences for any perpetrators is the best way to deter future offending and ensure the confidence and safety of our Jewish communities. Like, heavy criminal consequences. Section 5 public order, basically, is, is level 3 fine, and that's it. You know, so it's, it's not, it's not, go, not going to be heavy criminal consequences. The idea that severe punishments actually is the best way to deter future offending is clearly wrong on all you know on any yeah, on any study that you look at it is yeah, incorrect and proven time and time again she and she you know she's a barrister she should she should know these is things she you know. yeah she's the former she was the attorney general she's Suella Braverman KC oh my god um, I didn't know that yeah, I knew about yeah. Keir Starmer yeah no she's not a KC from practice I think she you know she 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 was in practice for a while um, but yeah, she, yeah, she, she was a barrister before she became a politician. She became a KC um, automatically on becoming attorney general, and then you get it's like an honorary um, title. And right. she's kept I it. She, she, she signed this letter, the Right Honourable Suella Bravman, yes. KC MP. Yeah. Yes, so. I remember when she was made um, attorney general, and there was uh, there was a lot of consternation, wasn't there? Right, four years ago, let's say, when just by the fact that she wasn't actually qualified to be. Attorney General, yes. she didn't have yes, the she, requisite she wasn't. legal expertise, and she was making basic errors often. Yeah, she 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 basically wasn't sufficiently, um, you know, she she's not, uh, yeah, not yeah, not a good enough lawyer, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, wonder if it's, um, I is, could... it, is was she What was the? I'm trying to just look. Maybe the previous ones are. Go on, sorry. Carry if on. I could stand as a local Tory candidate for a laugh and just become. Not attorney general, but maybe like I don't know, head of the DPP or something. Just because yeah. I've got a thirty-year-old law degree that was useless, effectively. <laughs> but <laughs> all I'd have to repeat is the phrase "common sense." We just need common yeah, sense yeah. and families and common sense. Common sense, common sense, families, hard-working people. That's yeah. what you need to talk to. <laughs> That's, there's the, like, there's, that's there's, the biggest irony of all, the fact that they would like yeah. conflate themselves as hardworking people. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back to basics, common sense. Back to basics boardman, that could be Back who you Back to that's basics you could, boardman. Yeah. That's who you could be. Yeah. Um right, let's leave it there because I hope your sound has been okay. That was really good if we can if we can hear it hopefully we can if the sounds all right yeah exactly oh <laughs> it's such a nightmare we just have a nightmare all the time you know each time i'm gonna start drinking i'm gonna to go to the oh, i've got a gig tonight or else i've just got to say have you where are you tonight liverpool hot water oh nice. uh, so that'll be good um i was gonna to go to london because um i've been waiting for the last three or four years so uh it was going to be really easy to get to london i was going to be able to do it in under two hours from manchester piccadilly but, oh, right. You're on the old um, high-speed yeah, train. I was going to hop on it. 
But um, yeah. anyway, it's it's no good. It, it, instead of taking under two hours, it, it's still going to take two hours twenty minutes. Which oh, uh, point, but yeah, no point is there. What that, a, that's what, what a waste of my that time. twenty that twenty minutes is the reason that you go into London, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. can't have that extra twenty minutes. There's no point because a, a typical set length is twenty minutes, which would basically mean that with HS two, I would be almost not having to do a gig i could just get on another train home um as long as it's yeah, between yeah. seven and yeah. ten past nine <laughs> and i'd spent 300 <laughs> quid on a ticket um so yeah it's very annoying so uh, yeah yeah right but, let's uh, leave so, it so, so you've got to go to liverpool instead so i've got to go to liverpool instead yeah which is a car ride away um which again yeah. i'm confused about because uh, i know global warming doesn't exist um, because yeah. that's yeah. obvious, um, but then at the same time, petrol prices are ridiculously high because they're being taxed at unprecedented levels. But that is also a measure to control global warming. So I just, I'm just a bit confused about everything at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Really. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that if you're, I think what, what I take from that is that. Um, if you're really committed to fighting, you know, to sticking up for the environment and fighting global warming, yeah, um, is that you should drive more, shouldn't you? I think that's what that's what is that what that means? I think so. your tax, the extra tax you'll pay, pay will help combat global warming. So just buy a big diesel, like an old, diesel. like an old, um, maybe an old Range Rover, like a J Reg oh, Range Rover or yeah. something, and just drive from petrol station to petrol station, <laughs> so I'm filling it up. <laughs> Every fifteen minutes, <laughs> yeah, so. and that yes, that that should help the environment. Yeah, 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 because of all the extra tax that you're paying. Yeah, everything it seems everything is fucked, and I I just feel <laughs> like I don't want I don't want a part of anything anymore. It feels like I just want to be absolutely left alone and not. I never watch normal telly anymore. I now no longer go on Twitter since it changed to X. It was bad enough before, but now I don't go on that. I yeah, just, yeah. I, I like TikTok and I watch Poldark on Netflix and that's it. <laughs> and I feed the birds, of which um, there's been loads this week because this is the week a lot of them come back from Africa. Oh, um, nice. Which again, I'm I'm very confused about because obviously I know immigration's bad. Well, yeah, I mean, are they coming over and taking like the, the berries of like, Proper British birds, you know what I mean? Is that yes. what is that what's going on? Well, there? they would be, but um, apparently, like uh, the government ordered all the hedgerows be cleared of berries this week. Well, that's so... it. Yeah, yeah. Chops all the hedgerows. Get rid of all those nests. From, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> so, which is for, good for the environment foreigners. because it, it creates more fields to grow crops. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, let's go because I've got. I've got to go to the office. There's no way I'm not drinking tonight. I'm so tonight. sick of it. It's rubbish. Right. Um, bye, everybody. Yeah, bye.